2: hello and welcome to the must your music podcast my name is joe lynch and i'm sitting here with jason lifschutz what's up man that that was good you have a mouth full of food right now and it doesn't sound like it
1: big old bite of bagel yeah it's in the side of my cheek and i'm you're doing you're doing
2: good you can talk with food in your mouth i'm impressed uh and we have also dan rice here uh hello dan thanks for joining us Dan is a first timer on this podcast. Uh, first time? Long time. And he is a, uh, a special guest, a special <laughs> man. Uh, Lil Wayne's The Carter Five came out today. And Dan Rice wrote a little thing called a billboard cover story about Lil Wayne. Uh, what was that, a couple weeks ago?
3: Yeah, it came out two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I was down in Miami in August with him at his, at his recording studio and did a long interview with him, and then the yeah the story came out two weeks ago. And The Carter Five is out now. Amazing, after all this time.
2: Right, I mean, yeah, can you uh, just, you know, do a little crash course in uh, how long it's been? And Well,
3: I guess it was initially supposed to come out in 2014. Eventually, there was a release date for December 2014, and then five days before it was supposed to come out. Um, Wayne went to Twitter to say that it was not going to come out, that it was because of Birdman and Cash Money Records. Followed that up the next month with a $51 million lawsuit against uh, Birdman and Cash Money. And that set off basically a three and a half year legal battle where he was unable to release the Carter Five or really any um, officially released music. The lawsuit got settled in June, which paved the way for the album to finally be released, which it has been, thankfully.
2: And what I'm, so the, the album is like, it's not like the album that was going to come out in 2014, right?
3: There are parts of it that, that certainly are. There was a track list that came out um, in the build up to that four years ago. Um, and there are certain songs that are still that were on that initial track list that are on the album now. There's the song "Famous" with his daughter Regine, mm-hmm. and the outro I know is also the same. But those songs have been updated. There there are new lyrics that have been added, new verses, things like that. So it's sort of a combination of uh, it. It's it's basically the last four years, kind of in different ways, put together on this album.
2: Yeah, and what, I feel like I'm interviewing you about an interview, but that is basically what this is. Uh, what, what was he when he was talking about the album? Like, what what did he, what sense did you get? Was he like really stoked about it? Was he just like, oh, I'm so ready for this just to be done and out there? Or? Well,
3: it, that's it's interesting because I I actually asked him like, does this feel like the beginning, like the end of an era or the beginning of an era? And he said it kind of felt like both that that this has been kind of going on for so long that it's been drawn out for so long that he was happy to get it over with in a way to like close that chapter but it and on the other hand though he was like but now I'm I'm just excited that I'm back and that I can kind of like kick things off and and actually release music the way that I want to release it now so in that way it it feels to him as, as he said as sort of like the beginning of a of a chapter so um You know, the the thing that's interesting about Wayne is that you know he's been so famous. I guess he's been a rapper for longer than he hasn't. You know, he just turned thirty six yesterday, which is amazing. And like, and he still gets a little anxious about about how people will receive his his music, which which is kind of endearing a little bit. You know, because he's crazy and he's so supremely confident in his own abilities, but he's still like but I hope you like it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's, like... I mean, that's the sign of someone who still cares about their art, you know? Like, he's yeah. not just... He's not just cashing in, basically. Right, and, like, you right. know, like, the Carter's, like, his signature series. And this is the last one, right? There's not gonna be a six. Like, hasn't he indicated that this is...
3: I... Yeah, he, I don't think that he'll ever put out another Carter. That Having said that, you never really know. But, yeah. you know, back, back when it was... First, building up to it, he had said that this would be his last album. It would be he would retire after that. That's never going to happen. So, having said that, I don't know if there will be a Carter Six. I doubt that he's thinking about that at all. So,
2: uh yeah, I mean, uh, so Jason, what I. Aside from Dan's Excellent cover story uh, the so greatest. The album is out now yeah. Carter 5 is out now I uh, have I've listened to half of it it's, It is a It's very Hour long. and a half Long album It is very long <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have not made it Through the whole thing But But what do we think About the album As a work
1: Yeah what do you Dan what, you, what is your Because No one on this planet Was more excited Than Lil Wayne To get this album out <laughs> But Number two With a bullet Is Dan Rice Uh to hear the album what do you think
3: um first it is extremely long I will say that yes. <laughs> um there are there are some songs in the middle that are that kind of slow down the pace of it but I think that overall it's I think that everyone was rooting for it and that people were a little bit reserved leading up to it because they were a little bit afraid of what mm-hmm. it would wind up being and I think that it kind of it met expectations in terms of Wayne's back he sounds great he sounds fresh the production's great um there's surprises on there he sounds energetic and he's when he's at his best he's funny at the same time right and there's just a lot of cleverness like kind of all over it at the same time it's a it's a dark album too you know I mean the one song that he played for me, uh, when I was in Miami with him, was the outro, Let It All Work Out. And I wrote about that in the story where he mm. talks about his suicide attempt for the first time, really. And there's a lot of that darkness that that, um, that kind of permeates the album in a way, too. So there's there's a lot of layers to it. And, you know, because it's so long, because it has been out for about 12 hours now, haven't really gotten right, too yeah. deep into it. But, but it's certainly it's certainly compelling enough to, for me to want to get that deep into it too.
2: Yeah. I mean, and the the suicide attempt in your your cover story was really interesting because he said it was because his mom told him he couldn't rap basically and he was like, you know, in his head he's like, well, I don't want to live if I can't rap. Right. Um, and then this album opens with uh, two basically two minutes of his mom talking about how proud she is of his career and how right. excited she is for this album, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which kind of like brings it in a way like full circle, you know, so if like, you're talking about the suicide because your mom didn't want you to rap but then the album opens with, you know, his mom who couldn't now couldn't be more proud of him in his career. Right, right.
3: And you know, there there's also a a piece um leading up to the outro too where there's a clip of it's, it's his mother saying, "You know, I don't I never really knew if he did it on purpose or not." And he had always said when he had shot himself when he was 12 that it was an accident and he said that for years and years and years and the first time he said no I did it on purpose and, and so it's it's to hear it come from him in in a way like like i had said like where he he feels refreshed and energized and and he's rapping very like clear-headedly you know it's it's fascinating there's so many levels to it and and the whole album is is kind of sprinkled with a lot of that too
1: you know my my and I, I've, again, and this is after one listen of the album, but I think that I was almost taken aback by how, uh, how deep this album is in terms of like, yeah, it's a pretty downbeat album in, in parts. And my whole experience with Lil Wayne, when he became like one of my favorite artists ever uh, during, you know, the run from the Carter 2 the, through uh, Dedication 2 and Drought 3 and all the way through Carter 3 and um, – was just kind of this larger than life figure who always seemed so hungry and so had so much to prove, and you know maybe it's because it, it's been such a long time, but this this just isn't that guy at all, and I and you can't blame him because of <laughs> right. all everything kind of that's precipitated from over the past seven years. I can't believe it's been seven years since the Carter Four.
3: I know, and and the other thing too is that like you, what the Carter Two came out when he was what twenty four years old. Mm-hmm. Like he's thirty six now. That's he's in a yeah. completely different headspace, yeah. a completely he's different part of his life.
2: Father, he's a a real adult, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um before we keep talking, I wanna play some of it. So let's listen to uh Mona Lisa featuring Kendrick and then we'll keep talking about it yeah. after that. So here's a little bit of it.
3: I got way too many bitches that do Thank for me, nigga, but thank for me, nigga. Send her to you like she ain't for me, nigga. I hope you alone like bankruptcy, nigga. She pour you a drink, that drink on me, nigga. She slipped something in and I bang for me, nigga. Mona Lisa, I done painted the picture. Mo- Mona Lisa out the frame on these niggas. they got you out of character, nigga. You pop these hoes of your ladder, my nigga. Take everything that you have to you. Don't even have an opinion. We have your
2: attention. All right, that was Lil Wayne featuring Kendrick Lamar, Mona Lisa. Um... Another song that, uh, Dan, you mentioned that we were going to hone in on was, uh, wait, which one was it? Uproar. Um, Swizz Beats. Yeah, Swizz Beats produced. Uh, Sample
3: Special Delivery. That's that's definitely, uh, on the first couple listens, my favorite song on the album, I would have to say.
2: It's very good, yeah.
3: It's, uh, it's energetic. It's just swizz is just like whipping everybody up into a frenzy and then wayne comes in and like i said he's just he just he seem he seems like he's he's rapping with a with a purpose and you know it really it really comes across and he he sounds confident and he sounds like he's in a good place and it just it just kind of it matches the energy of the production it matches the energy of Swiz just like yelling in the background you know it just it's that's a very, very clear standout track on the album.
2: Yeah. I mean, this, and I'm not going to pretend that I knew this the second I heard it. I had to look this up on who sampled. Um, but I love when uh, hip hop songs take uh, like a really obscure sample and it, it's, they don't, you know, the, instead of like taking just like a full hook from another song, you take like a little bitty part that no one would like. Perceive of as something catchy, but then turn it, you know, through repetition or whatever into something really compelling. Um, and this one has a super weird backstory. Um, it's from a uh, a Moog, you know, like the Moog synthesizer. Um, it's from a Moog cover of the Supremes You Keep Me Hanging On. And it's just Whoa. like a half second of this Moog cover from the late 60s. Which is just like so bizarre. Like it's like (laughs) stuff like that's just fan. Yeah. And I looked into it. So it's the album is it's one of those groups that they created in the 60s that like weren't real groups. They would just like get studio musicians together to like they were like, hey, there's a market for like people who want to listen to covers of hit songs on this weird new technology. And that's what this record was.
3: I didn't know you pronounce it Moog. You do. I thought it was Moog the entire time for the, r- for the last thirty years. It
2: looks like it's spelled Moog, but it is Moog. Yeah. Like Vogue. Come on, Moog. Yeah.
1: Learning lessons.
2: <laughs> so many lessons. I
1: will say that uh the, the thing about this Swiss song, uh, is that it's very jarring because it's such a throwback and it comes either a song or two, I forget, after the XXX Tentacion song that yeah. I'm like What year are we listening to this album in? Well,
3: and not only that, then, like, towards the end of the album, you got. I forget what what the title of the song is, but it's featuring Macmaine and Ashanti, and it's a Manny yeah. Fresh <laughs> beat. Start yeah. this shit
2: off. Right. And it sounds yeah.
3: literally like 2004, and it's amazing. Yeah. yeah it's
2: well, I mean, so yeah, good. that's the thing. Like, you know, the album was supposed to come out in 2014. Well, no, well
3: 2014, yeah. But so, just like, to hear Wayne shouting out Manny Fresh on a track, is <laughs> that just is, like that
1: is true. That even if that <laughs> even if this album came out five years earlier, like you would still listen to that song and be like, "Wow, a throwback." Yeah. <laughs>
3: It was great, and Batman and Ashanti sound great on it yeah. too. Yeah,
1: and
2: Nivea's on. You know, speaking so of throwbacks, yeah, like, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, love her. Um, all right, well, let's uh, let's listen to it. But Dan, thank you for for stopping in the Mustard Music Podcast. Hey,
3: thanks for having me, guys, and
2: uh, <laughs> thank you for providing an exclusive interview about Ooh. your exclusive interview with Loen.
1: I, I will say, if if people are listening and haven't checked out Dan's cover story yet, it's uh, it's fantastic. It's so it's, great. Yeah, so All right. please,
3: please listen. Y'all are just being nice. Read that. Thank uh, you.
2: All right, so uh, we're going to listen to it, and then we're going to have uh, Denise come on, and we're going to talk about yes. Gaga next, but let's uh, let's listen to Lil Wayne Uproar right now. What the
3: fuck, though? Where the love go? Five, four, three, two, I let one go. Wow, get the fuck, though. I don't bluff, bro. Aiming at your head like a buffalo. You a rough neck I'm a cutthroat. You are a tough guy. That's enough jokes. Then the sun die. The night is young, though. The diamond still shines.
2: All right, that was Lil Wayne. Uh, that was Dan Rice. Love Dan. Love Dan. We, we sit next to Dan, so oh, we see him every day. He's the best. He's a wonderful human. Uh, speaking of another person we sit next to every day, yeah. Denise Warner. Where did Hello. Hello. Where do you come from? Uh, <laughs> thanks for joining. So uh, Denise is here because she is obsessed with... Uh, the new Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper song
4: obsessed.
2: So uh, it's finally out. We've we've heard we heard "Shallow." I mean, when the uh, star, so you know, rewind. "Star is Born" is coming out. Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper starring in it. Bradley Cooper directed. Um, there's this song "The Shallow" that was in a movie trailer. Uh, the song is now officially out. Yep. But you you were obsessed with it when it was just like a snippet in the movie trailer, right? Yeah,
4: it was so great. And that growl that Lady Gaga gives. I mean, that's the like the quintessential like the moment of the movie of the trailer and like what everyone is excited to see and like it just works perfectly with the song and getting to um i've seen the movie
0: (laughs) sorry and you love it (laughs) and i love
4: it jason also saw it too so i'm not the only one i love the movie the song works perfectly in the arc of the movie and just as a song that you want to hear and listen to all the time or in my case on repeat constantly
2: Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen the movie, um, but the thing that struck me before I even heard the full song is just that, like, it was already, like, there were so many memes about it. Like, people were, like, phonetically spelling out Gaga's growl and, like, attaching it to all the, like, Twitter memes.
4: And there's also an old Lady Gaga tweet, I believe, where she just has all the letters and people were using that as the joke. So it's pretty great.
2: But but yeah, I mean the shallow. I really like it's super catchy and it's like got like that you know kind of like power like vaguely rock singer songwriter ballad that she does so
4: well. It's like what Joanne wanted to be.
2: Honestly, yeah, like this is I would say this is a bit of a step above most of Joanne. Mm -hmm. Um, Perfect illusion, of course. No, including perfect. (laughs) While
4: while we were watching the movie um, at a screening, Jason leaned over to me and said, "What if she just started singing?" perfect illusion yes. right now
1: oh my god that's all i ever want uh, <laughs> um <laughs> the star is put, po- like that's it like that's that's, that's the moment song, yep. that's
4: mm-hmm. what the movie
2: ends with yes um so i mean one thing i'm i'm wondering so in the course of the movie well i mean whatever you don't need to spoil it but like is, is the song like recurring or is this just like a one-off thing no
4: it happens you hear it um I, without spoiling too much, but all these clips are essentially online. Like yeah. you hear a little bit of her singing it when they're just in a parking lot together mm-hmm. when they first meet and then you hear them perform it on stage um for the first time shortly after that, and then it comes back at the end. but it's not it's definitely not like a through line of mm-hmm. the of the movie, but it works perfectly how they do it i yeah. think
1: and one of the things that denise and i talked about after seeing it is is that i think one of the strongest qualities of the movie is that it really is smart with how it deploys its music like i'm not a big movie musical guy uh like i don't you know we were talking about like la la land the other day and i don't like how just like i don't love movies that are just like characters breaking out into song when but like strongly discreet but sure I, yeah. yeah i mean and that's just a personal preference like that's nothing no mm-hmm. shots at la la land but um, but this one, like this version of A Star is Born is really smart in terms of like all of the music is purposeful. And the way Denise described how The Shallow is used in the movie, like it never feels like repetitive or out of place. Like it, it just always sounds like, oh, uh, like and the good thing is that it's a great song. Like it's mm-hmm. it's they they needed a, a great song for this pivotal moment and they found one. They, they wrote one.
4: And I I think it's almost fair to say this is not a musical. It's a movie about rock stars (laughs) and pop stars. It's not, which just happens to use music, obviously, because it's definitely not a La La Land um, type. We're just here and randomly dance Mm. and sing. Although I would totally see this as a Broadway (laughs) musical someday. I'm sure someone will turn.
2: I mean, it's been beloved, you know, prop. Quote unquote property for, for decades Like it's kind of surprising There hasn't been a Stars know,
4: Born musical But they should definitely use the music from this one Yeah
2: Yeah um, But and what do we think about it. Bradley Cooper singing?
4: I actually was I mean you, you've you heard him in the trailer On a different song too um, I, I think he acquits himself nicely Like look Like if you're singing next to Lady Gaga Who's clearly got a huge voice mm-hmm. you're, It's a tough comparison But I think he does well I liked his like rock country esque, yeah, sound, yeah,
1: totally. I mean it the the way that the song is written and and performed it's it's you don't he's not set up for Lady Gaga to overpower him too much, like obviously she's going to sing the this huge belting part, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, he doesn't sound like dwarfed by her as like at the beginning of the song when he starts singing, so.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, 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 she sounds great on this. I mean, in comparison, you know, he's not as good, but still, I think acquits himself nicely is a good
4: way of putting it. Exactly.
2: Yeah. My my one quibble is I don't like that there's, like, audience, like, noise in this song. Like, I just don't see why it couldn't have It's just supposed been to
4: be a live version, But, like, Joe. there should just I
2: be a studio you. version for I, us to listen to.
4: I kind of, I, I kind of hear you on that one. I'm not mad at it, but I sure. would love a quote unquote studio version yeah. where it's just them singing and I'm a little surprised because from what I can tell this is the only version of this song on the soundtrack. Yeah, I think so uh, so it's it's a little odd that they yeah. wouldn't do it cuz they clearly I don't know if they filmed it live. We'll have to get to they, the bottom of it. I know they I, I have know, an
2: anecdote about that. even I know though I haven't seen it.
4: I know they played it live cuz mm-hmm. Lady Gaga was very insistent that they actually sing their vocals and not just record them. But what is your anecdote? Sorry, I interrupted Uh, you.
2: Hillary Hughes did a great interview with Lucas Nelson, who is Willie Nelson's son. And he also fronts a band called Promise of the Real, which backs Neil Young a lot of the time. Uh, And so basically Willie was playing Stagecoach, which is a music festival festival. And, like, Willie cut his set short so they could come out and sing this song live in front of an audience and shoot that for the movie. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, that's a neat little tale. They
4: filmed at Stagecoach. They filmed at Glastonbury. Yeah. It's pretty cool how they, story coming up on Billboard.com next week mm-hmm. about all of their filming locations. Ooh. Yeah, by one Melinda Newman. Nice. Just give her a little shout out. It's like a nice tease like I know. Yeah. Concept. Stay Just tuned. Come back. Just keep
2: refreshing Billboard.com. Yeah, you'll want to read all about it. <laughs> um all right. Well let's let's uh let's listen to it. So it's Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. It's called Shallow from A Star is Born.
0: In the show.
2: That was Shallow. Uh, yeah. So let's, uh, let's move right along. Well, I guess before we move on, so A Star is Born, uh, just to keep name dropping, uh, I interviewed Barbra Streisand the other day, which was incredible. Ooh. And, you know, basically that's it. I can I can quit. I can go die, because yeah. I'm not going to get any better than that. Um, but she starred in the third version of A Star is Born in the 70s, uh, and she told me that they would actually approached her in the 90s about directing a remake of it, which I'd never heard before.
4: Wow, she breaking it news, down Joe.
2: Because she said, been there, done that. Joe Scoop Lynch. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> I was going to make the exact Sorry. same joke. Sorry, I beat incredible. you to it. No, that was awesome. Um,
2: and she also <laughs> said she has not seen the full movie, but she's seen a lot of it and loves Lady Gaga's performance. She said, Lady Gaga, so she walked out Stephanie, I call her. Oh. She saw early cuts of it. Oh, I yeah. see.
4: Better not better than I don't know her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which was sort of what I was expecting. <laughs>
1: Lady Who?
2: No, they're they're she's Barbara's said a lot of nice things about Lady Gaga all in right, the past. I take it back. Um all right, well let's let's uh clip right along and talk about uh I'm gonna do my pick, Robin Honey. Yeah. Uh so yeah, Honey is this Robin song that was first teased. Uh, in part and in an early version on an episode of the last season of girls yep. in yes. maybe 2017 or 16 at this I think point it was wow, 20
4: like, i think it was 2017 yeah it feels
2: forever ago it really so does so much
4: has happened yeah
2: i mean so every day is an happened. eternity in yeah. the last couple of years so it does so much has like... happened
4: with lena dunham that i can't even right. keep yeah. track yeah. um
2: but yeah, so this this Robin song, uh, Honey, was teasing girls. There hadn't been new Robin music under just the name Robin in years. Um, and so fans have been like clamoring for this song to come out. Uh, she gave a talk at the Museum of Modern Art earlier this year where she was like, yeah, the version in Girls wasn't complete. I'm not happy with it. Um, and the complete version is finally out. Um, it's not all that different sounding from the one we heard before. It's, I would say, it's better. I mean, it's more polished. It's a little more uh, sumptuous. Um, I've heard some mixed things, you know, for people who, like, from Robin fans who've been clamoring for Robin music forever, I think the reception has been maybe not as excited as you would expect, but I'm, like, totally in love with Honey. Like, I've been listening to it over and over. I think it's just that, like, very kind of, like, good background jam music. Like, I'm... I'm totally on board, but what, what do you guys think of it?
4: I really liked it. I have to caveat with, like, I like Robin. I've seen her perform. Yeah. I was, I, one, did not watch Girls on Principle, and two, I so I'd never heard the version before. I really liked it. I really liked the song. It's a great Robin song, I think, mm. and it's a great pop song. Yeah. Um It's not, I think everyone was probably like, I want another um, dancing on my own. Like, mm. that's what they want. Yeah. It's like yes, everyone wants to make that song. Right. Um but I l- I really liked Honey.
1: Yeah. It's just nice to have we talked about this when Missing mm-hmm. you came out. It's just nice to have Robin back cuz she's she can drop a song like this and I'm kind of like with Denise like I I as big of a Robin fan as I am, I wasn't caught up in the mythology of mm-hmm. this lost girls demo song. Yeah. So like yeah. just it, I'm kind of coming to it I was obviously aware of it but I'm, I'm kind of coming to listening to it fresh. And yeah, it's a great Robin song. Like it's just it's it's just perfectly produced and she sounds great on it like one of the things that um karen gans wrote uh, a great profile of her for the new york times and um one of the uh, i forget it it was a secondary uh quote but somebody just i I think one of her producers was just saying like um her voice just emotes so much like you can it sounds so true i think that Mm -hmm. was their point and that's so true it's just like you i connect for it on on a personal level with like what she's what she's singing about
2: yeah yeah, that's
4: good i really like missing missing you yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i great, really too. like that one too like i'm excited for this it is a whole album yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, and great. The, the
2: album is called honey a honey so. perfect
4: so yeah. i'm really i'm i'm Curious, and I'm hoping to get to see her again in the future. She's really good live. She yeah, is man. really great live. I did almost get into a fight at that concert, but that was years were ago. We at
1: that concert together. At I don't the, at the outside. It was outside. I was there. I think we were at that concert together. With, why didn't I? You don't, get I a mean, fight? we weren't together, but yeah, we were. Yeah, we didn't get into a fight. I,
4: I was. I was with my friend Maggie. Yeah. Did I work at Billboard then?
1: I think so. I think
4: I did. Yeah, we were with. It was I, years ago. I
1: like Ty Comer was there.
4: Probably, probably. Wow, long. It was a long time ago. It yeah. was like four years ago, five. No, four years ago. I'm not sure. Yeah. It was a while, ago, but it was outside. It was beautiful. Anyway. Yeah. She's but great. <laughs> there was a lot of that, and there was a drunk girl in front of me who kept p- pushing me, which is why I almost got into a fight. But that is neither here nor
1: there. Yeah. Let's listen to Honey. All right.
2: Well, let's. uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then, no, yeah. Let's listen to uh, Robin Honey title track from her upcoming album. Oh,
3: Baby, have what
2: you
0: want. Come get your honey.
2: I
1: got your honey, babe. Every color and every taste, every breath that whispers your
3: name is like I'm a rose on the pavement.
2: All right, that was New Robin. Uh, And next and last, we have. New DJ Snake. New DJ uh, Snake DJ Snake featuring Selena Gomez, Ozuna, Cardi B, songs called Takitaki, Taki. Yeah. Jason. Uh, yeah. take it away.
1: I yeah. enjoy this song a lot and I wish that it had come out uh earlier in the summer. Like, it, yeah, I, it seems it like, a like a summer jam. Summer
2: like not like an autumnal sort of
1: thing. Mm-hmm. So we've talked uh, there's been um, a couple of these songs recently and we've we've covered a couple of them and you know, we've talked about how Sometimes these songs can kind of feel like Frankenstein's where they mm-hmm. just kind of mash a bunch of different artists together. I feel like this is actually like pretty cohesive as with Ozuna and his hook as the through line. The other thing I wanted to mention is that Cardi's verse, which is the second verse here, has like four of my favorite lines of any any song this year. This is um, this is uh, quote to quote Cardi B. He said he really want to see me more. I said we should have a date where at the Lamborghini store. <laughs> I'm kind of scary, hard to read. I'm like a Ouija board, but I'm a boss bitch. Who you going to leave me for? I love every line there. Like, like just wondering where they should have a date. And she's like the Lamborghini well, store. A- <laughs> <laughs> That's what? That's crazy. He's like, great. Right, I was going to be there anyway. <laughs> yeah, that, that,
4: yeah. Isn't that where Offset took her <laughs> yeah. on their first date? No, I don't know. That's not a
1: true fact i i just love it i i there's so much personality and i feel like you know um i want to say like obviously ozuna and cardi b have worked together before selena feels like a little bit out of step with the the rest of the vibe here but you know she she definitely like she sings in spanish and english and Mm she definitely is very game for the for the vibe of the song um overall yeah i love it What, what do you guys think
2: I think it's. I mean, one, it's cool to hear Selena Gomez singing Spanish, like that we don't doesn't happen a lot. Uh, Cardi B is rapping in Spanish at one point. Uh, Those are all cool things. Uh, You know, DJ Snake. I'm not sure if it's a flute, but he has like kind of a flute like sound in the back. I mean, this is a guy, DJ Snake. He loves a flute. Loves a flute sample. Um, I, I think it's good. I mean, you know, like DJ Snake doing like. Uh, A Latin tinge song could seem like a little bit like cashing in on a trend because, you know, it's not like this French DJ is, you know, like um, this, you know, his music in the past hasn't really been that. But like it sounds very genuine and the people on it seem really invested in it. So um, I'm I'm all about it. I'm very into the song, but I agree with you. I feel like this would have been a good summer track. Um, as the colder months approach doesn't, doesn't seem quite to fit that as well.
4: Yeah, when are we supposed to listen to it? Yeah. We're going to be stuck inside. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. I, I actually thought Selena like held her own a little yeah. bit. I mean, obviously, like Cardi B, but Selena sounded good. Um, Her Spanish also sounded good, although yeah. I'm not an expert. The song is fun. Um, I, too, would have liked to have heard it a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, I'm... Interested in seeing what the general reaction is, like if it's gonna yeah. be a big hit, because I think it could be, but I've never been good at predicting these. Could it be Cardi B's fourth number one? Ooh, I don't, I don't know. know,
1: probably not. Probably not. Yeah, I, so, so. We'll
4: I mean, see. DJ Snake has had some big hits, so it's not without, yeah, yeah, people, precedent.
1: Yeah. yeah, Selena Gomez. That basically, whenever she's on a song, uh, it, it certainly gets some radio attention, so. Yeah, it'll see, it'll be interesting to see how this song does, but I enjoy it. Alright, well let's listen
2: to it. It's Taki Taki, uh DJ Snake with Cardi B, Ozuna, and Selena Gomez.
3: Taki taki, kende um besito monaki, buda como nakasaki, send the lo motor ne kawasaki, and la tikota yenni ya gado lo anonaki, no le el puis sobesale de tu trae, no trajo pantisito pa' kelienne no trabaje, um meselo que ya cree que ya se sabe.
2: All right, that was new DJ Snake. Uh, Denise, thanks for joining. Thanks, thanks for, for having in. me. Thanks for coming in for this this the deep end to talk shallow. Oh, yeah.
4: uh, Watch Jason. as I dive in. <laughs>
1: All right, sorry. Um, See a star is born. See a star is By born. The time, the time we record the next episode. Uh, a star is star born, born will be,
4: be out.
3: out.
1: Yeah. yeah, game changer.
2: Uh, all right, thank you for listening. Uh, if you have thoughts about these songs or whatever,
1: please oh, tweet us. And more reviews because there was another review. Uh, called what did they call you, Joe? They said you sounded charming or something like that. <laughs>
4: Joe is very charming. He is that's no. N- no. I, I would
2: stop. say I, stop. Stop. <laughs> all right, I
1: won't look it up and embarrass you, but I would definitely say more reviews. And if you you know if you feel inclined to point out specifically how charming Joe sounds on this show. <laughs> please do I'm not gonna stop you if you'd want to do that Um, anyways thanks for listening thanks for
2: reviewing and flattering me and uh, we will catch you next week